Welcome to Satan is My Superhero. In this episode, we will tell the story of a long-haired hippie with a dream to do something spectacular. With the help of his talented friends and against the powers of the land, he made that dream into a reality. Then thousands of years later, two middle-class British toffs turned that story into a multi-hundred million dollar enterprise with a Hollywood film, a lavish stage show and the epitome of 70s culture, the concept double album. Bigger is always Better. Disclaimer guy would like to acknowledge bigger is not always better. Needles, tumors, spiders, kidney stones, and my prostate. All things I'd rather were smaller. In 1969, 24-year-old Tim Rice, an assistant producer in the record industry, and 21-year-old composer Andrew Lloyd Webber went into Olympic Studios in London. One year earlier, the Rolling Stones had recorded Sympathy for the Devil in the same studio and nearly burnt it to the ground. The devil doing it, I swear! In the recently... <clears throat> Renovated Olympic Studios, this young duo recorded the song Superstar. MCA released the song because Lloyd Webber and Rice were white white boomer boomer males. Very talented white boomer males, it has to be said, for legal reasons. And it was a hit all around the world. Although, ironically mimicking a lament Jesus makes during the Nazareth leg of his farewell tour. No prophet is accepted in his own country. The single's lowest chart position was in Rice and Lloyd Webber's own country, the UK, where it only reached number 47. Oh, mummy, my song is a hit. I see you haven't cracked the top 40. The song had been taken from the pair of early 20-somethings' third stage musical. Jesus Christ Superstar. While their two previous projects... The Likes of Us and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat had yet to be produced. They were hoping to lure investors with a concept album of songs from Jesus Christ Superstar. The success of the single foreshadowed what was to come, and the album was also a hit everywhere, going to number one in the US and reaching number 23 in the UK. Oh, mummy, my album is a hit. I see you haven't cracked the top 20. With so much chart success, Broadway and West End financiers were forced to capitulate and put the show into production. No, 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 I say no, 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 no. Oh, all right then. In the many months between the release of the double album and the development of the lavish stage production, many amateur and unlicensed productions sprung up all over the place. Keeping lawyers for the official production busy writing cease and desist letters. You got a letter from the producers of Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, they must have heard about our show and want me to direct their production. Um, not exactly. So what is Jesus Christ Superstar all about? Both Rice and Lloyd Webber have said they got their inspiration from the Bob Dylan song With God on Our Side in which Dylan sings You'll have to decide whether Judas Iscariot had God on his side. Lloyd Webber, Rice and Dylan posit the idea that Judas was only fulfilling the Lord's plans and betrayed no one. I was only following orders. As you might expect, those Christians who need to blame and punish to sleep at night find this theorem... Problematic. Rice said in a press release for the album... The idea of the whole opera is to have Christ seen through the eyes of Judas. Oh dear. In the Lloyd Webber-Rice version of events... 
Judas worries that Christ is going to bring an authoritarian clampdown on the followers and the greater Jewish population in general. You're being paranoid, Judas. Everything's going to work out just fine for the Jews. The Romans love us. Judas also sees the Messiah's word being obscured by the cult of personality growing around him. Build the wall. Judas explains these concerns to Jesus, who then goads him into doing the deed. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? All through the narrative, there is an insistence on Jesus being just a man, which many Christians do not like. (gasps) Rice has said... I'm definitely not an atheist, but Christ has more relevance for me as a human being than he does as God. It's much more amazing that a man could go through all that than a God. Now, I'm not here to belittle the sufferings of the alleged Jesus during the Passion. I certainly would not like to have gone through it. That's smart. That really smart. But let's be real. In the pantheon of ways in which humans have been brutalized to death, it doesn't even make the top 20. It might not even make the top 100. In a ranking system I devised based on only historically recorded human-on-human deaths, I rank the brutality of the death on a scale I like to call the Farrakh Noometer. I gave crucifixion 17 Farrakh Nos out of a possible 21. This score along with a complex cultural background factoring algorithm I developed, placed crucifixion as the 114th most horrible recorded way a human has purposely caused the death of another human. You people really, really suck. And in keeping with this Jesus was a real man vibe, the narrative ends at the burial of Christ. Jesus gets out alright, doesn't he daddy? Please tell me Jesus gets out alright. The musical cuts off before resurrection. What's going on? Where am I? Let me out, let me out! Evangelist Billy Graham said, If there was no resurrection, there was no Christianity. I couldn't agree more. Show me the body. The resurrection of Jesus proves he's the Christ. Oh, he came back to life? Can I see him? Where is he? He's in heaven. Just like a dead person? Yeah, just like a dead person. Do you have someone who takes care of you? Another corner of the community upset by superstar claim it is anti-Semitic. <gasps> Samuel L. Gaber from the Anti-Defamation League of the Benai Barith claimed... From an anti-Semitic stage production of Jesus Christ Superstar, an even more anti-Semitic film was created. I would argue from the anti-Semitic text known as the New Testament and even more anti-Semitic stage pretty yada yada yada, you know where I'm going. We Rice responded to these accusations. <laughs> Rice responded to these accusations, um, like some kind of privileged white man. These anti-Semitic charges are laughable. Our manager is Jewish. Did he just say some of his best friends are Jews? Another point of contention in the superstar storyline is the overt sexual tension between Jesus and Mary Magdalene. They made a very cute first century couple. Between the two of them, they had a full set of teeth. Almost. A newsletter from Faith Free Presbyterian Church in South Carolina titled Some Things to Consider Before You Attend Jesus Christ Superstar stated If you do not wish to fill your mind with Satan's evil misrepresentation of the Son of God, you should avoid Jesus Christ Superstar. I would argue 
If you do not wish to fill your mind with a hateful bigot's evil misrepresentation of a fictional son of a fictional god, you should avoid the faith-free Presbyterian Church in South Carolina. I would just avoid South Carolina. You know what? I've said enough. I've said my piece. I'm done. Ted Neely, who has played the title role, not only on stage in various productions, but also in the 1973 film, has said... Every time that I've ever done Superstar Live anywhere, there's always somebody standing around with a protest sign saying it's going to destroy the universe. What do we want? Stop abortions! Burn the books! We're scared of freedom! End democracy! sex with men! I mean, what? Who said that? Guys, do any of you know what we're protesting today? We're here to stop Jesus Christ Superstar! Oh, I heard that's really good! Oh, the costumes are to die for! I mean, what? Who said that? Look, just forget about it. Let's go. Oh, okay. I'll catch up. Since we're here, I'm going to pick up my tickets for tomorrow's show. But don't worry, I've got a plan to do right by Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one-star review. Even if I love it, which I won't, because Jesus and, and stuff. Although I do feel this is an apt moment to point out that among the faithful, the musical also has support. Back in the day, the original album was played on the official Vatican radio station. <laughs> You're listening to Vatican Radio, and that was Father Pell's 69-member boys' choir. I don't know about you, but I'm certainly uplifted by that sample of what those young boys can do with their mouths. (laughs) The Vatican officially endorsed the show in 1999... The Catholic Church advises Protestants hate this musical, so it must be pretty good. The Catholic Church is brought to you by Christ Incorporated. Christ Incorporated is a subsidiary of Yahweh International. Stay stupid and keep hating. Stay stupid and keep hating. Nearly has claimed director Norman Jewison brought a copy of the film to Pope Paul VI in the Vatican for a private screening back in 1973. And Neely claimed Pope Paulie approved. This third-hand account from Neely is the only record of that event. So, yeah. Mm. What was that? That's a new thing I'm trialing. I call it the bullshit-o-meter. Not to be confused with my Farrakhnose-o-meter. So what was that score? One. Is that a high score? It goes higher. Cool, 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 cool. Good talk, good talk. Well, one might be an appropriate score, because in Pope Paul VI's biography, he does apparently list the original concept album as his favourite recording. Favourite album? Oh, Cosmo, please, get original. Also, a reporter from the New York Times, Curtis Bill Pepper, did spend a day with the pontiff in 1977 and it was confirmed Paulie Boy did like the album. So the private screening story could be legit. I have a copy of the movie to show you, Your Grace. Oh, wonderful. Put it on the machine. There's another tape in here. Father Pearl's choir boy's gone wild? In 2014, Neely tweeted that he had met with Pope Francis. There is a photo of Neely standing in a line of people meeting Francis. Sounds like Jesus Christ D-lister, am I right? He gets it. It was also reported that Pope Francis attended another performance Neely was starring in in Rome. Again, the only source of this seems to be Neely. In a final example of my belief Neely has been sucking on the Jesus juice for too long, he made this claim. There are people who honestly believe I've cured them from cancer just by hugging them. Get away from me, you creep! I already told you, I don't have cancer! 
Jesus juice. Makes you believe your own bullshit. And at the end of the day, if you can't lie to yourself, who can you lie to? Jesus Juice helps the poo go down. Jesus Juice is brought to you by Christ Incorporated. Christ Incorporated is a subsidiary of Yahweh International. Stay stupid and keep hating. Stay stupid and keep hating. Minister of Newton Abbey Free Presbyterian Church and Administrator of Newton Abbey Independent Christian School, Pastor Brian McClung wrote... The devil ever seeks to denigrate, minimize, and pervert the person and work of Jesus Christ. This opera certainly fits into that perspective. This opera certainly fits into that... Irvin Himmel wrote in the Gospel Guardian... The opera carries Judas's imagined doubts of the deity of Jesus down to our own day and has him asking if Jesus is really any greater than Buddha or Muhammad. The answer to which one is better depends on whether you prefer length or girth. Actually, preference for any chosen prophet is decided almost entirely by the geographical location of birth. Uh, my answer was fun because, you know, we're making a comedy show. The website Got Questions Ministry, who claim in their about page... It is not our purpose to make you agree with us, but rather to point you to what the Bible says concerning your questions. So obviously, just restating their very precisely worded mission statement... Point you to what the Bible says concerning your question. It would be impossible for them to weigh in on the question of Jesus Christ Superstar because neither Tim Rice, Andrew Lloyd Webber or Broadway are mentioned in the Bible at all. So I don't know why I mentioned them. It sounds like a comedic misdirection. Oh, wait. It turns out the liars at Got Questions Ministries do have something to say about it. There it is. Here's what Got Questions Ministry found in the Bible regarding Jesus Christ Superstar, the Broadway musical from the 1970s. Jesus Christ Superstar is more than a popular opera that happens to get some facts wrong. It is an attempt to rewrite history. I can't believe a Christian organisation would misrepresent itself like that. I'm hurt. What if their made-up God fake found out? You know, now it makes me wonder, are they lying about the... It is not our purpose to make you agree with us. ...bid as well? Hi there, listener. Lexi here. It is not my purpose to make you agree with me, but rather to point you to what the Bible says concerning your question. Oh, what's on my desk a letter from a listener I wonder what it says Dear Lexi should I help the St. Louis my superhero podcast oh well according to scripture yes yes you should you should sign up to Patreon where you will receive bonus material and just generally you'll feel better about yourself visit satanismysuperhero.com and follow the link to Patreon. Just like it says in the Bible. Please near the back, you might have missed it. As recently as this year, on his website True Disciple, Richard Holloman wrote... God himself must be greatly offended and even angered over the wicked portrayal of Jesus Christ, his beloved son and our saviour in this rock opera. And yet no lightning strikes on Rice or Lloyd Webber. Hmm... Interesting. Now I make fun of the reaction superstitious bigots have to a production like Jesus Christ Superstar, but on a serious note, it really has brought some very evil juju into the world. In 1975, during a run of the show here in Australia, musicians Graham Russell and Russell Hitchcock met and formed the band Air Supply. 
What's wrong with air supply? Just run through a quick list of the biggest hits. Love and other bruises. Lost in love. All out of love. The one that you love. Young love. Making love out of nothing at all. The power of love. Faith in love. Oh my god. I think I'm going to virtual throw up. Yep. That's totally what's happening. It makes me vomit in my mouth just a little bit. Mmm. Swallowed it. Just a little bit. But it's not all bad. Jesus Christ Superstar has brought positive things into the world as well. During the 1972 London production, they fired Richard O'Brien from the cast. Boo. Here's the story in Richard's own words. They gave me 300 quid and let me go. I went home and started writing Rocky on my guitar. I was pissed off because they had the nerve to call Superstar a rock opera. There were some nice songs in there, but rock and roll, it isn't. So there you have it. We have the producers of Jesus Christ Superstar to thank for the career of Sylvester Stallone. Adrian! Richard was talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah, that that makes more sense, actually. Although... I'm a sweet transvestite from Transsexual Transylvania! As well as Richard O'Brien and those air supply guys, many big names have been involved with the musical one way or another. Irene Cara, John Legend, Mel C, Rick Mayall, Indigo Girls, Tim Minchin, and Gary Cherone. The show has also featured some great rock musicians. Nice Gary Cherone, Burn. He was the lead singer of Extreme. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, old man. Roger Daltrey, Corey Glover, Ian Gillen, Alice Cooper, and Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach was so rock and roll, he got fired. And then just to show how much of a rock star Bach is, he cited artistic differences as his reason for the departure. I did the exact same thing when I lost my first gig. Judas, we've called you in here today to discuss your performance. It's just uh, not really what we're looking for. I'm an artiste. This is Burger King. But the one that got away was Johnny Rotten. Mr. John Lydon was booked to play Herod in the arena tour in 2014. Unfortunately, the show was cancelled before anyone set foot on stage. I am an antichrist and I am an anarchist. Cut. I've done it again, haven't I? Sorry, everyone. Lexi here again. You know, nothing says Antichrist like a Satan is my superhero t-shirt. Visit satanismysuperhero.com and buy some blasphemy. Just like it says in the Bible. You know, on page... Apart from a tote bag t-shirt and a cast autographed copy of the show poster, what can we take away from Jesus Christ Superstar? Buy some blasphemy. I think the varied Christian response to the show exposes just how fundamentally fractured and flawed their so-called religion is. Which isn't surprising. They are, in short, a... Buttload of dumbasses. And on that point, I think we should give the final word to Tim Rice, who said... Judas did not think of himself as a traitor. He did what he did, not because he was basically evil, but because he was intelligent. In Christianity, evil and intelligent mean the exact same thing. And that's why Satan is my superhero. 
you've enjoyed this episode, rate, review, subscribe, you know the deal. But please do go check out the website, satanismysuperhero.com, where you will find links to the merch store, our Patreon page, and all our social medias. What is Jesus Christ Superstar? Stop it or you'll go blind. I'm going to do a different voice. Different, um. Piece of cake. Goodbye, Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, okay, can I just start again? Thanks to Mike from Graves Hollow. Here's a taste of what Satan is my superhero the musical might sound like.